Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, listen, if anyone is in here, I don't care. I'm not upset. I won't call the cops, but I need you out of here. Smack them. Welcome to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. I hope you're doing alright. We've missed you, it's been a little while. Uh, My name is Beef, and uh, I've got my two best friends with me. Say hello, Bob. Hello, Bob. And say hello, Tiss. Hello, Bob. (laughs) And uh, tonight... (laughs) I tried to breeze past it, but... We finally found a new way of doing that joke. (laughs) Yeah, well done. Very good. Um, hello, Beef. I'm Bob. And hello, Tiss. I'm also Bob. And hello, listeners. This is Bob. Hello. Hello, I'm Bob and I like to party. <laughs> this isn't going to be confusing <laughs> for new listeners. Um, Beef, are you a little bit echoey today? I'm a little bit echoey. So um, some some of the some of our listeners that have listened for a while will know that I have a small baby. Um, she is my daughter. It's not just some random baby. Um <laughs> She's, yeah, and she is quite loud. So at the moment, I'm not recording from home. I'm recording in my office, which is quite echoey. So if, so if it is echoey on the edit, um, you know, Bob Shoy is pretty pretty good with the edit. But I'll do what I can. Um, it might still sound a bit echoey. So apologies if, if it does. It might add a little bit of spooky ambience. Yeah, it might do. It might do. It's already quite... Noise. I've never noticed how echoey it is in here. You sound Maybe echoey it's... to me just on over Skype, but um, I think it's going to add yeah. to some ambience um, because today um, we're doing some listener stories. So okay, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. And um, I've gone through the emails uh, a couple of days ago, and I've gone through the messages, and I've gone through this, that, and the other, and I've gathered a load of them. Exciting. And I guess we're just going to pick them at random and rotate and do what we do and see how many we get through. This time, Tiss can actually read more than one because he's not dying of toothache as was happening last time. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. My teeth are actually hurting quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> luckily for us, no, luckily for us yeah. last time, we had all that recording to play from Joe. So it got <laughs> it let you off. But um, yeah. 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 You were struggling last time. I remember. My teeth would have been fucked by then. Yeah. You did. Uh, well, it was just after you'd been to the dentist and you were all numb still. It was literally like the day after you'd gone. Oh. Yeah. 
Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Oh. Wow. oh, cool. So they were probably fixed by then. Yeah, but you're but you're just, still yeah. like recovering. <laughs> yeah, you weren't. Doing yeah, well, you mate. weren't doing pretty poorly. Uh, I think you read one story, and it was like the shortest one that we had of the night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's brilliant um so yeah so i i like listener stories i'm really excited about this but i'm equal i was saying to the boys before we started recording i'm excited because i'm currently sat in the middle of an office on a really dark industrial estate mm. and it is empty and it is spooky down here so it's going to add a little bit of the feeling of like when we used to record at stukeley and you had to go out into my creepy back garden and drive home through the creepy villages after listening to stories and you used to get creeped out back in the day. Yeah, that's it. Oh man, that was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't like that. And listeners, yeah, we've been away for a while. We're all good. We're all fine. We're all ready to go again. Um, during that time, uh, it was a good job we were on a break because I finally got COVID. I know I was mouthing off. Uh, <laughs> in February, I was mouthing off about how like, I'm the only one left who hasn't had it, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I had pretty, pretty rotten COVID during the break. Um, I'm feeling fine now. But yeah. Congratulations, you finally made it into the COVID club. Yeah. It was alright. Yeah. Only took you two years. Uh, it wasn't great. I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it, but um apparently it gets better and better. If I get it again it won't be as bad, so I've heard. So Yeah. That's that's also what I've heard. And um I can I can tell you so um you guys know James and some listeners who listen to the prophecy episode mm-hmm. will know James yeah, yeah. um he got covid quite badly last november it was really poorly mm-hmm. and then um tested positive again about two weeks ago um, and had no symptoms at all yeah I, um, and the same thing I remember so. Rick Rick had it twice he had it terribly the first time he was recovering for like a year bad really affected his chest but he got it again at the beginning of this year and he said it was nowhere near as bad. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good times. But I prefer not to have it again. No. But congratulations, you made it on the other side. Thanks, mate. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm pleased you're okay. Yeah, congrats, man. So, um, shall we just get smacking into these stories then? Let's smack into some. Right. Let's smack them. So last time we had um, a bunch of stories um, that regular listener Mahir had sent us. And we were going to read through them all, and um, we were sort of halfway through them when it was running long, the episode, and we said, let's just pick up there next time. So we've still got like two um, stories from him, and I said, we'll just pick up there and we'll start with those. Um, so let me mm-hmm. get those up in the document. Right, okay, I've got the stories. So I, I'll just I'll kick off and, and read this first one, and then um, I'll pass off to you guys uh, for the next one. Cool. Okay, here we go. I'm in the zone. Um, right, okay, got it. So yeah, this is from Mihir again, and um, I can't remember the ones we spoke. We spoke about some stuff at his college, um, and stuff from Warwick Castle was the stuff we read about from him last time. I remember. Yeah. So um, this is the next one. And again, a lot of these stories, or most of these stories, we read for the first time on the episode, so we don't know what to expect ourselves. So I have another weird tale for you here. It's not exactly a ghost story, but something that in India is termed as... Oh, here we go. I shouldn't have started. I've got to try and do some... Um, pronunciations uh, Vastu Vastu Shastra Vastu uh, which is a traditional form of scientific architecture it has scientific explanations for why houses should be built in a certain way along with the layouts of different rooms one of the houses that I rented in a city called Mysore uh, in southern India had a certain weirdness attached to it this happened very recently in fact just last year 
at the time of reading this is probably like two years ago now. Uh, I was newly married at the time and my wife and I moved into a bungalow, which was at the end of a road. The house was quite big and had two bedrooms. It seemed quite positive at the start. We had just been married and were settling down in our lives. However, we soon started to get into arguments which lasted more than a week. We would not be talking to each other for weeks on end and the atmosphere had turned really quite negative within six months of us having moved into the house. None of us could really figure out what was wrong because the reasons we got into arguments were really stupid. However, by the way, I want to put in now... If, I mean, that happens when you live with someone. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. It's never something serious. However... Uh, we just could not stop fighting. I was really sick of my job at that point. Uh, I was looking to move out of the small city of Mysore um, so that my wife could start working as well. She was unable to get a job there because her education was too niche uh, in her field. But this proved to be very difficult in this particular house. Anyway, one night my wife got up to go to the bathroom. The bathroom in the house was at the end of the hall, which meant that you had to cross the hall to get to it. She woke up and switched on the light in the hall and immediately her eyes were drawn to a corner. She told me about this the next morning, thankfully. She said she saw a dark figure sitting down on the floor, with its legs folded up. It wasn't doing anything as such, it was just sitting down, but it seemed to radiate a lot of negative energy. Now my wife is quite sensitive to all this and had even seen the spirit of her dead grandmother on occasion, in their own house, so I believed what she saw. She promptly came back to bed, gave up on the going to the bathroom idea for a while and slept. We forgot about that incident though I used to spook myself every now and then when I got up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. I am breaking here. That feeling of being spooked when you go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I haven't had for a long time, but I have very vivid memories of like getting spooked going to the bathroom and it being kind of a rush. Yeah. Um, especially at my mum's house, when I used to visit my mum's house in Cumbria and I used to go to the toilet and like, that house is spooky anyway. I remember times being young and like flushing the toilet and like running back to the bedroom from the sound of the flush. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but your mum, your mum's house is particularly terrifying. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, my dad, my dad had purchased a house in the city of Pune, um, which I told you about in the last story. In India, whenever a house is purchased, a priest is called and an elaborate blessing of the house is done, called a uh, Vastushanti. My wife and I had been to this ceremony last year in March. After it was completed, my dad was asking the priest about the ideal location to keep idols of our gods. I remember the priest telling my father that according to Hindu beliefs, the gods must always be facing west. This is because when you pray to God, standing opposite the temple, you should be facing east, which is considered the holiest direction, if you like. He said, never ever face the idols or place the temple facing north, because that way you would be facing south whilst praying, which is the unholiest of directions in Hindu mythology. He went on to add that, uh, all of your prayers and endeavours would go to waste if you prayed facing south. Normally, dead bodies during cremation in Hindu belief are placed in such a way that their heads point south. I didn't think much on this at the time, but then it suddenly dawned upon me. Normally in India, every house has a small temple constructed within it, where we keep idols of our gods. Suddenly, I remembered that the temple within our house in Mysore was constructed in a way such that it faced, that it faced north. It was exactly what the priest had said we should not do. I started wondering whether our arguments and other occurrences, including the figure which had um, which was seen sitting right next to the temple, that all this could be because of the way our temple was placed. I told my wife that we should be moving out of the place as soon as possible. 
Four months later, we moved to a different place. And within six months of moving there, I got a new job in a bigger city. My wife got a job as well. And we've almost stopped getting into arguments after that, at least over silly issues. That was longer than I was expecting. <laughs> Flew straight into a fairly long one. Mm. I mean, it's it's an interesting, wasn't it? I, I mean, we've we've talked about positive and negative energies before. Yeah. Tis, that sounds like your field. What were your thoughts? Positive and negative energies. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, so it was affecting. It was making them fight. And what else? Um, and and affecting the work life, general mood, negative mood, negative energy. Mm. Sorry, guys. Can I just ask? Um, just a little break. So I'm going to put my jacket on, and it means me getting my keys out and the mega noisy. So let's just do that, and then it's just done. Um, it's really cold in here. Oh. Oh, is that hey, negative energy go. in that room, babe? Ne- yeah, exactly. Isn't no, it? It's just just an old building. I suppose there's different ways of looking at it. I mean, there's obviously the um, faith aspect to it, and then there's the positive negative energy idea, and there's also the sometimes you go through these like ebbs and flows in your life where you feel like everything's going well, and then everything's going badly, and when one thing goes badly, it can it can feel like everything starts piling on top of that yeah Hmm. um and then when you break out of that through a change uh, and usually like a big change like a a moving moving house or changing job or something like that will lift the whole mood and change everything and then you can almost um look for a reason why things were so negative before so in hindsight you can give yourself an explanation which can make it feel better to you um, is another example because I, I just remember like a lot of that sort of rang true to me a little bit because when I was living in Stukely, um we would have we would argue more I would be really unhappy with my job and be generally negative and then when I finally moved to Leeds um, I got a new job and I started studying and then it felt like everything was going right and that change in location changed my whole mindset and my whole mood and everything so yeah that's just another way of looking at it yeah Hmm. that's the same for me in australia when we went traveling we didn't we didn't argue a lot but it wasn't yeah i don't know you just don't feel like you're in the right place not positive you move somewhere that's the right place and it can lift you Hmm. and that can be so many different factors in fact it's probably a perfect storm of lots of different factors yeah the one and the one element of that story we forgot to bring up again was the fact that his wife saw a figure sitting in the bathroom in the middle of the night (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i forgot about that bit i was gonna say that that's the that's the bit that was uh i think i was forgetting because I, I think i you know i was thinking about the positive and negative mm. energy but i didn't think i was trying to correlate it to ghosts yeah i was thinking so much like i said about yeah that's a bit weird it reminded me of my change in location affecting my life but yeah i forgot <laughs> i forgot about going to the bathroom in the night and seeing a figure tucked away in the corner i think it's because he kind of breezed over that quite quickly like it was like so she got up and went to the toilet and saw a dark figure sat with its legs crossed on the floor. <laughs> yeah. And... yeah. Anyway, she was used to this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. That's the norm. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. I'm fully expecting in this house uh to find something like that happen. This is eighteen hundreds. What a yesterday ghost? actually Yeah, of course. Oh. Ghost watch. I mean, if they exist, then it's going to fucking... There's going to be one in this house for sure. Have you had any strange so, experiences in that house? <laughs> I had one last night, and it wasn't even strange, because I just literally swiped it off instantly. 
Go uh, on. Like a pro. But uh, basically, like, we've got, like, farm doors upstairs. Right. So they've got, like, the latches. And yep. one of the latch, the latch in the spare room went, ding, just out of nowhere. Mm. Uh, but I think it was where someone's opened the door, the latch is, like, stuck. And I think it's genuine. It could have been stuck for weeks. It could have been stuck for days, hours. And it's just gone, ding. And it's just dropped down. It's got stuck on a ledge or something. I did, I did say, <laughs> I did say to Lid, I said, well, if it goes again, you know we've definitely got ghosts. <laughs> because the first excuse wouldn't work on the second one. <laughs> uh, I think I said something about it, like, uh, I wouldn't worry. I don't think it's burglars. It's more likely ghosts. And then she was like, that's what I was worried about. I wasn't worried about burglars. <laughs> <laughs> but then I sort of tried to convince her that ghosts aren't that bad. Oh, not even that they're not real, just they're not bad. Um, it depends some, on some what ghost. Poltergeists. Yeah. They're not bad. Okay. They're just people that died and, you know, you'd be bored as well. Do you know what I mean? You'd be doing stuff. Well, that's one way of looking at it. Flicking doors. I guess so. Yeah. Tricksters. Right. So we've got one more um, story from here, which is actually split into three parts. So I guess we'll just read a part of it each to break it up. And there's a short introduction to this. Um, He said, I I was just going through your back catalogue of episodes and I always loved the first few episodes. I was listening today to the Miracles episode when um, the Ghost Story of the Week made me think about a similar experience uh, which a few people narrated to me during my mum's untimely death after a courageous battle with cancer. Unfortunately, after many chemo and radiation therapies, my mum passed away in 2015 and there were three stories which I heard a little later that really stuck with me. Um, So these are three events. Uh, Tiss, I'll give you the first one. Right. There we go, Tiss. That's in the chat for you, the first part. Cool. So... My mum was a school teacher and she had a colleague whom she was very close to. This lady was one of mum's best friends away from work as well. And she used to regularly visit my mum when she was ill. But once my mum went into a sort of coma, she felt really horrible about it and didn't visit much as she couldn't bear to see my mum in such a state. She told me a few days later that the day my mum died... She just kept having odd feelings about something that was going to happen that evening, although she didn't know what. Then, around 5pm in the evening, she just had a mad impulse to visit my mum and she gathered some of my mum's colleagues and she asked them to accompany her for a visit to my mum. By the time they came around to visit my mum, however, unfortunately she had passed away just mere minutes ago. It was a really weird story that might not mean anything, but my mum's friend was pretty freaked out by what happened. Oh, wow. Mm. We've had a few stories um, from listeners of similar events, so that strange premonition feeling surrounding... Um, mm. You know what? At the beginning, his introduction to that, when he said I was listening to your early episodes, I remember the, I remember now talking about it, even though it was all those years ago. I remember it being an early episode and us talking about it from a from a ghost story of the week when we used to do those. Yeah. Ghost story of the week. Now we just do once a year, bash them all together into one episode. <laughs> ghost story episode. Right. So that's that's part one. Like I said, this is like a, a three-parter. <laughs> I'm going to send part two uh, now for Beef to Read. Okay. It's in there now. The Empire Strikes Back. Right, hang on a second. 
Okay, I think I've got it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry? Sorry, I was just laughing about this saying the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, okay, I suppose. <laughs> Attack of the Clones. <laughs> that means Bob's going to read Return of the Jedi. <sighs> okay. One of my mum's cousins lives in New Zealand and she has a son who is into spirituality and related things. My mum was never really in touch with her cousin on a frequent basis and it had been years since she had even spoken to her. However, the day that my mum died, a couple of hours after, my dad got a a call on his phone from his cousin. She said that her son, who had never met my mum before, had just told her that she should give us a ring as he felt something was not right. Please note this guy had never met my mum, he didn't even know her, but he felt suddenly as if something was going on that his mother might want to know about. This story really freaked us out a lot. I still cannot get over how he might have possibly known this. Mm. These are all premonitions. Yeah, well, it's this, it's this, the same batch. It's the batch of story from the same uh, event. So it's almost like uh, this is sending messages all over the world. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's crazy, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, have you boys ever had any kind of gut instinct to do something, and it's not that I can think of. Um, if no. I think of... Yeah, uh, yeah go on. Um, I'd say one of the most common, and it's obviously on a much lower level, but I get it a lot where I think about someone and then they message me or they call me. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be thinking about them for the first time in ages and be like, oh yeah, I haven't spoke to that person in a while. And then they'll message me and I'll be like, what the fuck? Like it's some sort of like connection that's like rekindled. I don't ever get that. In both of our minds. And sometimes it's sometimes it's not even like um, like an instinct thing. I just so recently. So you you boys both know that uh, our cat died. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and so he was run over by a car. But the morning he died. So normally, what would why would do is go downstairs in the morning give him his breakfast and um, let him out. And then I'd once he was out, I'd just carry on getting ready for work. And, you know, mornings are busy, so you don't really hang around, do you? You just get through what yeah, you need yeah. to get through. You get in, you're in your routine, yeah. So I'd let him out and then just walk off. But the morning he died, I, I stood and watched him in the garden for about 10 minutes or so, just watching him um, and just noting details about him and and his fur and like really paying attention quite specifically to uh just the way he was running around our garden and then like he was watching a butterfly or something and I don't know why but I stopped like that morning I never would have done it before um and it's weird looking back now and thinking oh well well, I'm glad I did because obviously then I never saw him again so it was um but that's not really the same thing but it's weird that that would be the morning I would do mm. it, you know. It's just weird, yeah. isn't it? These these kinds of things. The only thing I was going to say now, which feels really shit compared to all these talk, is the only thing I get that's even similar is I find um, I watch a lot of films um, as something that people know about me, and um, I find it often I'll watch a very obscure film um, or like just like an old film, like a random one out of nowhere 
And I find this happens all the time. I'll put on a random podcast in the morning and in that podcast, they'll mention the weird film that I happened to have watched the night before, which is just weird. Mm. It's just an odd coincidence, but it's the only thing I can think of that's even similar in any way. And it's kind of not, but that happens all the time. That is weird though. Yeah, it'll be like a real. I'll watch like Phone Booth with Colin Farrell or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, just a very like nondescript, strange film for anyone to mention. And then I'll listen to a podcast the next morning on the way to work. They'll mention it, and I'll be like, "No fucking way!" And it happens all the time. Do yeah. you guys get? Um, do you get like de- or ba- basically like deja vu or like a glitch in the matrix where you like, "Oh, I've dreamed yeah. this. I've dreamed this moment." Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it quite a lot. Yeah, yeah that's vu. an odd feeling. Really weird. Hmm. So it's like the feeling that you've already done this and you're like, oh, yeah, this, 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 like, I don't know. I guess it's like images for me. It's like images, like certain like snapshots where I just like my head turns and I see an image Mm. and I'm just like, I've seen this image before. I've been here before at this particular exact time. That's interesting because it's usually words for me. Really? It'll be someone saying a select line of dialogue and me being like, I remember you saying that before. I've had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah. had that. Yeah, that's. Totally. I was just about to say. Or that. I remember this exchange. I'll say something. They'll say something. I'll the say exact something string back. of words. Yeah, and it's like we've we've done this before. I remember, yeah. so, like Rachel. I, it happens to me all the time with that. Like Rachel, we'll, we'll be talking, and Rachel will say something, and it is word for word exactly what I yeah. dreamt, maybe like a few nights before, and then I reply in the same way. And it's like as they're saying it, you know what they're going to say. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. very very really strange weird. feeling. Um, anyway, let me let's let's mm. read the final part of this as well. My mum's sister lives just a few hours away from our place in another city. She told us the next day about another weird story. Apparently, they were driving around in their car, heading for a small vacation. The rest of the family was asleep, except for her husband who was driving. When suddenly she recalls that my mum's face just flashed before her eyes. This was around five thirty p.m. Around the same time my mum passed away. She didn't know what to make of it. It was just a memory, she thought, but decided to just give my father a call at the same time and find out the bad news. I never put too much thought into omens and premonitions before this, but these three stories, particularly the one about the guy in New Zealand, really got me thinking. I wasn't at my mum's side when she died, but the whole day I was working in a different city, almost an overnight drive away, but I could also feel that something wasn't right. Although I couldn't put my finger on it, I know it sounds kind of tenuous, but it's just how I felt that day. My mum's spirit has never shown itself again after that day to anyone. Maybe she just completed all her wishes and passed on. But these stories really made me think about premonitions and such. Mm. So yeah, very interesting. Like, mm. it's, What I like about that is, we've said it before, we've heard stories from listeners about that sort of thing. A family member dying and a, and a relative feeling mm. they need to call. But to have those three events all happen at the same time from different family members is yeah that's that's uh very strange oh actually sorry just one one thing has just popped into my head and it's it's tied in with faith as mm-hmm. well weirdly so i remember years ago i got uh well i know now at the time i didn't know but i, I got bitten by a horsefly right mm. um and i don't know if either of you have been bit aggressive on. little fuckers but oh my gosh, it was it was so painful, um, and like that was the last time I cried in like with pain. Like I was laying on my sofa crying, um, not sobbing, but it was like 
I couldn't believe the not pain. Sobbing. It was <laughs> <laughs> not, <laughs> not literally <laughs> crying, but no, no. Yeah, I, a, I, was, I know what you mean. You're like your eyes. You actually got tears of pain. You're not sitting there like you get really, your eyes out. Oh right, sorry. Yeah. I thought you meant like I was crying, not literally crying, no. but just he means like, like literally like crying. sitting there going. <laughs> He wasn't doing that, oh, but right, he was yeah. like producing not like tears. emotional crying, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. physical. No, just... Like my tears, my 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 eyes are pissed off with this situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think really, just I could simplify it by saying I was in a lot of pain, and yeah. it was causing me to it cry. Was painful, bit, Wesley, it, was, it was super painful, um, <laughs> but not and, sobbing. Um, Joel, Joel was really little as well. He was. Like a t- like like a baby. Oh, still. so this wasn't actually that long ago. I'm expect. I when you're telling this, I'm expecting you're like 15 or something. No, no, no. This was yeah, like five years ago, um, and I was just really struggling with. I was like in so much pain that having to try and deal with Joel. Oof. Rachel was at work, and I just couldn't. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna? What am I gonna do? Um. And I just needed, I was like, I need to deal with this. I need to sort the pain out and then I can focus on Joel. Um, and my doorbell went and my mum was there. And um, she was filming you as a And prank. she said, um, she, <laughs> <laughs> no, she, just, she just goes, um, she said, oh, she said, I was, just, I was just praying at home and I just felt just to come around that you needed me. Mm. Wow. Um, and I was like, I was like, yeah, please get in now. Like, can you just take Joel? And I passed Joel to my mum and just spent time, like, sorting my leg out and just taking as many tablets as I could force down my throat. And, and sobbing. And sobbing. Like, <laughs> mate, I couldn't... I, I think... Um, so I went to the doctors afterwards and described it to the doctor. Um, and she said, she said, you might just be allergic to a horse. She said some people are allergic to them mm. and they get really aggressive reactions and it's pretty painful. I don't think mm. I've been bitten by a horse fly. It sounds pretty rough. Oh, mate. Yeah, you would people, know. I've been around people who are like, oh, no, you don't want to get bitten by a horse fly. And I'm just like, oh, really? Is it that bad? Horse flies but, yeah. fuckers. They're cut. Sounds pretty rough. Yeah, it was, wasn't very nice. But anyway, no, interesting stories. Good stories. Yeah, thanks, Mahir. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. So that sparked a lot of conversation. I was like, oh, we'll get through loads of these today, but I really don't think we will. But actually, in a way, that's better because otherwise it's just us reeling off stories and go, oh, that's yeah, an yeah, interesting yeah. story. And then you get the next one. If we, do, if we dwell on them a bit as well, the people that have sent them in... Feel a bit more special. We'll, we'll probably appreciate it a bit more, yeah. Right, let's crack on with some of these more stories. It's Tis, is Tisco next, um, I think. Was Tisco second? Yeah, it was. I just went. And you know what? While you were gone, Tis, because we were just talking about premonitions, I had a little search down this document, and I've got another one that's a little okay. bit... Uh, I've put in premonition next more to it as a keyword, so let's, let's keep on this train. This is a premonitions episode. It is. Um, so this is from... Let me get the name up. I mean, why don't we just discuss all the premonition stories first? I think I don't have any more. I think we just have this one. But this is from um, Lauren Davies. And I've written on this note, soon Morgan. So when she sent this, maybe she was due to get married. Lauren, if you are now Lauren Morgan, congratulations on the wedding. If you are soon to be Lauren Morgan still, good luck on the wedding. I don't know. (laughs) Congratulations on the engagement. 
But this is uh, the message from Lauren. I've just put it in the chat for you, Tis. Okay. Right. Me and my boyfriend at the time were at my grandma's house uh, with my family. We were meant to leave at 7pm so my boyfriend could get back to his house in time for dinner. We were 15 at the time, so we needed a lift home. I asked my dad if he would take us and kept badgering him to go as I knew my boyfriend's mum would be angry if if we weren't uh, home on time. My dad was busy watching Match of the Day. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, My dad was busy watching Match of the Day and said that he would take us soon. Uh, I wonder what country this was in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but i said we needed to leave now he said another couple of minutes and then we can go i love it i can just imagine a dad watching match the day like yeah yeah in a minute i'm just thinking of jibs so we're in the car and i see a sign that says 13 miles until my hometown remembering i remember thinking ha 13 that's weird at that moment an image came into my head of a car crash involving us and a lorry Smash glass, the noise, screams, blood, everything, and in an instant, it was gone. I gripped my boyfriend's hand in the backseat, and he asked if I was okay. He said I didn't look very well, and I said it was nothing. About five to ten minutes after that, we rounded a corner and came across a lorry that had ploughed into a car with onlookers around calling emergency vehicles. My dad stopped the car, got out to see if everyone was all right, I, among my shock, realised that this accident must have just happened minutes before we got there, as there were no ambulances present. I was totally dumbstruck, and I can't shake the feeling that had we left when I asked to, that would have been us in the crash. Mm -hmm. It looked like a pretty bad one too. I have no idea if anyone died in the accident, but they could have. The car was a complete wreck. There you go. Wow. That's pretty crazy. That is, yeah. I mean, that's like Final Destination shit, right? It is. Mm. It's like a match of the day, save their life. Yeah. And her dad is going to remind her of that for the rest yeah. of her Literally. life. Literally. Whenever now he's watching know. match of the day <laughs> now, he's sitting pretty just like, I have an ace up my fucking sleeve. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyone asked me to stop watching match of the day, I'm fucking sorted. And anything, it'll work for anything. It'll work for anything. Like, he could record Match of the Day and just put it on whenever he doesn't want to leave the house. Anytime she's asked you to do something, he'll just start whistling the theme tune. (laughs) 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 Outro music this week. Yeah. Yeah, another premonition. That's Yeah, really crazy. Mm. Um, And the fact it was a lorry as well, like, is... If it was two cars, yeah. that would still be weird enough. Very but... specific. Hmm. Wow. Okay, let me get another one up for you, Beef. Let's do it. This is from Austin, uh, from southern, from the southern US. It says in the email. It's the from the south. US. I don't I don't have to do it in a southern US accent. Though. Please don't. <laughs> Definitely I don't, I think not. This is a really recent one. Um, I think we received this quite recently. Okay. There we go, Beefy. Oh, it's a bit of a longy. It is quite a longy. It's fine. I, I don't mind doing a longy. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look. I've just made it wide. Oh my gosh! I just, <laughs> I just, I just made it widescreen, thinking that would 
that would make it shorter, but it, it's it's not really. It's still very long. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, well, strap in, listeners. It's a longie. Right. Just uh, here we go. This is the story of something I experienced many years ago. I was 15 at the time, and I can't begin to explain how or why it took place. 15? Again, it's like we're linking the stories. That last Mm. one was when she was 15. This is totally accidental. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. I've always loved the history around where I live, mainly that of the American Civil War. I'm also an avid and experienced hunter and have access to 1,700 acres of land leased for the hunting rights. Located in Somerville, Georgia, on the property me and my father hunt on, there is a spring creek named Gamble Creek. This creek feeds into a lowland area we've named the Swamp. On the north side, sorry, the northwest side of this swamp, uh, land running parallel to a logging road, there is a small graveyard. Most of the tombstones are post-Civil War, some dating to 1901. A few have ranks and death dates during the war. But nothing more telling than that. The swamp is a good area for white-tailed deer, and more recently, at the time of the event, wild hog. So I would hunt there in the mornings, often. One day I decided to try an evening hunt as a change of pace, hoping a mature buck would come through. I was ground hunting that evening, laid against a huge white oak that was beside a long abandoned roadbed. One I had assumed was a logging road, but maybe an old mule trail. It was about 4pm in early November, so it was getting dim in the low-lying area. I was looking around and noticed movement. I had my rifle on my knee and the buttstock on my hip. I slowly moved and shouldered my rifle. I wasn't sure what was coming, but it seemed large. I wasn't afraid. My Remington 7400 was a semi-automatic. I can't... Come on, Beef, you know your gun stuff. I don't know my gun stuff. No, we know nothing 30, about gun 30, stuff. Sorry, Americans. 30, I think 30 caliber. I don't know. Um, the, basically, the gun would do plenty to dispatch any large game in my area, even black bears. Right, okay, so powerful gun. A big big gun. Um, sorry, mate, I don't know my guns, basically. Um, I haven't done any hunting in a while. Uh, The animal came into my view, but it seemed taller than I expected. As it moved closer, it was definitely bipedal and now looked awfully humanoid. I did something that I urge no one to do, and I can't explain why I even did. Just a split-second decision. With safety on, I aimed my rifle towards it using my scope to see better what it was. It was a white shape, two of them now, walking in stride together, shoulder to shoulder... I didn't draw any conclusions yet, but I noticed they had guns shouldered. Ooh. Ooh, that's weird. I was still thinking rationally and assumed poachers. I then yelled, Hello, this is private property, you need to leave. I did this at least five or so times. I then became very scared. I'm not sure why, but fear just began gripping me. Fight or flight took over my mind. I aimed my rifle again and yelled again, they stop now. I did something that even to this day I can't explain why. I pushed the button safety off and sent a Remington Core Locket 180 grain bullet down range. Come on, babe, you know your guns. I don't know my guns. (laughs) (laughs) Remy. One figure disappeared instantly. I'm just thinking Remington, for me, that's a make of um, (laughs) shavers. It's a razor blade. 
It's razor blade. That's why it's throwing me. I'm so sorry. Anyway. So he sent he's sending a Remy down downrange. Yeah. We've all been there. He chucked a razor blade. He he sent he threw threw a razor blade down. Uh, uh one figure disappeared instantly and the other looked about frantically and ran off until it faded from sight in the trees. Wow. I carefully approached the area they stood last and saw a massive pool of black liquid. I've seen a lot of blood and this was just putrid. Laying in the middle of a large oak leaf was my bullet, undamaged. It should have mushroomed out of of it if it struck something soft like muscle. I suddenly heard cannon fire, horses neighing, muskets erupting in a thunderous roar, screams, blood-curdling screams. I ran, I turned and ran as fast as I possibly could. The trail leading out the swamp runs beside the graveyard before it links to the logging road and I noticed that the one large and prominent white marble headstone was fallen over and broken in half. I didn't stop to investigate, I kept running. I ran a good quarter mile to an old fallen inn church on the property where my ATV was parked. I've never run so hard or driven so fast in my life. Wow. Ooh. That that ghost story got my tear ducts active. Did it? Like ready. I, I was getting ready to get a bit. I was getting really caught up in that. Yeah. There's um Apart oof. from me stumbling over all the the gun stuff. Well that's the thing. When you were stumbling over the gun stuff, I was sort of laughing <laughs> and I thought, oh well, we'll see where this goes. And then still, despite that, ooh. That was evocative storytelling. Black, black I, um, liquid. Yeah, I, my brain was going all over the place. So I was thinking aliens when it was like two white figures with weird guns. And then like, and then it went to like cryptid with the black goo. And then it was like, oh, he's in the middle of like ghost civil war reenactments. Like it was all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> civil war reenactments by ghosts. Well, that's what he was talking about at the beginning. It was an area of like um, civil war history. It's not like a reenactment, yeah. though. It's like an it's an actment. Yeah, but you have you not heard that uh, like stories in the UK, like where there's been famous medieval battles, people drive past and they see like an echo of the battle. Oh yeah, it definitely like, like an echo of the battle, but not yeah. a reenact. Not like the ghosts oh, gather together and like up. do a reenactment. <laughs> I'm with you now. Like. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I don't, yeah, yeah. I'm probably being pedantic on my end. No, no, I'm with you now. I forgot that there's actually like actual reenactments that happen at like uh, festivals yeah, and things. Imagine um, ghosts getting together like let's do a reenactment. Remember the good old days. Yeah. And there'd be like ghosts that weren't <laughs> there and they'd be like, Hey, you you didn't do this. Yeah, stolen valour. Yeah. Go back <laughs> to your valor. bloody McDonald's. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's know. creepy though. That yeah, and I'm with you, Tiss. That got me a bit like ooh, yeah, shivery. It, it must have been the storytelling. It must have been, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, when I get a little bit scared that ghosts might be real, my tear ducts like start to like. I don't start to cry, but I definitely feel like that a- activation. <laughs> it starts sobbing. That is, yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm sobbing but not crying. I'm just sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> just the precursor to crying <laughs> a little bit it's uh yeah like that thanks austin good story mm, yeah haven't haven't had one like that before that's a little something a bit different um yeah yeah that's very different to anything we've had i think 
oh, I'm going to, you know, what? I just scrolled through these notes. I'm going to keep up the link. So how I've managed to link each story, like premonition to premonition, 15 to 15. Now I've got Austin to Austin because we have another Austin who messaged us. Hmm. Oh, or am I seeing things? I thought I had. I'm, I've just lost it. Yeah, here we go. Austin. He's got three stories. Let's do a story each from Austin H. from Indiana. Um, let me find. I'm, I'm up first, aren't I? Yes. Right. Are we ready? Yep. Uh, so this is Austin H. Summer 2009, I was 18 and getting ready to head off to school. And in the last few weeks, I was making sure to spend time with my sister. And she asked me to take her and some friends out to my uncle's house in the country to swim in his pool. When I drove her around, I was always sure to be sober, especially because the road that we would take was a speed trap with frequent cops monitoring it. So we get done swimming and hanging out around 10-ish, and I take them to get ice cream and then head home. One distinguishable thing about our hometown is our water tower. It's giant, painted bright yellow, and has a smiley face on top. From the road we took, you can only see the tower for a moment in between a quarter mile stretch of woods, then it's impossible to miss. My sister noticed it first at that moment and she said, Oh my God, Austin, you have to stop once we clear these woods. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm thinking, is she about to get sick? Why not stop immediately? So we clear the woods and she gets out and has her flip phone out, hastily snapping pictures of the water tower. I grab her and pull her off the road and onto the shoulder in case a car comes by and ask her what the fuck is going on. Meanwhile, I look around at her friends and they're all open-jawed, staring at the water tower. She asks, can you really not see it? You're all seeing this, right? They all agree and I go and finally look at the water tower. It took my eyes a second to adjust to the darkness, but once I did, it was unmistakable. It was a triangle-shaped UFO hovering directly over the tower, with the crown of the water tower directly in the middle of the UFO and a single bright light on each tip and then dimmer rights running along the outline of the craft. My sister and my dad were crazy about all the UFO and alien shows on History Channel, so right away my sister yells at me to go check the time on the car. I look at it, and it's 11.08. We look at it and take pictures, and they're old phones, so nothing turned out viewable, just black screens. At some point, someone asked a question like, what should we do? Do we call it in or whatever? We took our eyes off of it and then looked up and it was gone. My sister jumped in the car and came back out and asked us if we felt like we'd just spent 40 minutes looking at the sky. We all said no. It didn't seem like anything more than 10 minutes. But sure enough, when we left to go home, the clock said 11.49. Our house was right across the street from the tower and none of the clocks were off and nothing seemed out of place. We asked about but no one else had seen the UFO or noticed anything weird that night. I checked a few times on UFO reporting sites to see if it ever made the list. But still, none have seen it. Wow. There we go. Jesus. We've got a good UFO story there. Yeah, we had a real mixed bag today. Premonitions, wow. um, Civil War reenactment ghosts, <laughs> UFOs. Um, I like that, though. I like the time loss thing. You get that in X-Files episodes when there's a UFO. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't know why that would happen. Um, 40 minutes is quite a long time. I think I feel like I would notice... 40 minutes. 40 minutes is a hell of a long time. That's two episodes of The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> I measure yeah, my life in how I, many episodes of The Simpsons would that I been. guess so. I was not... I You would notice if you were staring up at the sky for two entire episodes of The Simpsons in length. Yeah. 
I guess I guess so, yeah. I'm sure I would. Depends. I think so. Depends on what? Uh, if I'm fucked. Looking at you. Like... <laughs> <laughs> if I'm like on any hallucinogenics, then yeah, I could look at the sky for five hours and be like, cool, that was ten minutes. Let's assume let's assume that they weren't on hallucinogenics at the time. Well, maybe the aliens shot them up with hallucinogenics first. Mm. Wow, you know what? You know I said we've got three stories from Austin H. I was just preparing the next story to post in the chat for Tis to read and it has the word hallucination in it as you're saying hallucinogenics. That's premonition. Wow. So, you know, That's this weird. This is just linking together story after story this episode. Um, I'm going to post it in the chat. Let's go straight into it. Oh, that's a longie. Oh, wait, no, that's, that's beefs. <laughs> that's, that's that beefs. was fucking well long, mate. <laughs> I know. This, um, that's not too long. Oh, my God. Um, oh, my goodness. Okay, so beef's got a long one after this again. <laughs> Sorry, beef. Amazing. Brilliant. I look forward to it. <laughs> Dealer's choice. But you have to read the next one because it literally name checks you in the first line of it. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Tiss, whenever you're ready for, for this next story. The next is a kind of weird one in that it has mm. been... Wait. Oh, wait. This is the, from the same person. Yes. yes. Yeah, these are all, right, all okay. three of the... We got one each from Austin, yeah. I was saying it like the next story, and then I was like, wait, but why does it... How does it know I did... How, what? No, he's got he's got three for us, so we're doing one each. I've done one, you've done one. <laughs> right. You're going to do one. That makes total sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. And it's all from the same email, so it's rolling off into the next part. Right, yeah, that, that makes more sense. I didn't question it when I was reading it, and then I questioned it and was like, wait, what? Um, right, the next is kind of a weird one, uh, in that it has been going on for as long as I can remember. Uh, I have always had issues with sleep paralysis. Oh, God. <laughs> if I roll in my sleep and lay on my back for too long, I'm almost guaranteed to have an episode of it. Mm. Uh, I ended up writing a term paper on it after I started having it on almost nightly basis for my senior year of, uh, for my senior year of college, and that helped me deal with it and come up with ways to try and prevent it while giving myself ways to snap out of it. While I can understand how it works and why it happens, the hallucinations that come with it are still haunting, and in a moment, are, in the moment, are terrifying. Uh, I had two that were particularly bad due to their recurring nature. When I was a kid and into my teens, uh, they would be trolls, gremlins, goblins, like things that I would see come out of random places, like out from under my bed, out of the bookshelf, out of the closet, and they would never interact with me at first. They would look around the room and explore, climb on my brother's bed, all while I was unable to move or make a sound. Finally, towards the end of the episode, they would notice I was awake and all walk over to me and reach out for me, at which point I would wake up in the morning not having snapped out of my episode and also not remembering to go back to sleep or dreaming of anything else. After my teens and now into my late 20s, the recurring hallucination has been aliens, specifically the greys. When the episode starts, they are already watching me and standing a little ways off, sometimes in a corner, other times at the foot of the bed or the other side of the coffee table if I slept on the couch. Shit, no matter where you go, they're going to be there. I, the idea of things standing in corners is always fucking horrible. Yeah. It's just horrible. 
Sleep paralysis is fucking horrible, man. It's horrible. Mm. Uh, oh, God. I'm not looking forward to my walk back to the car. I was about to say, you ready for that walk back? Wait, thing? you're not going to fucking sleep on the way back to the car, though. <laughs> 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 Those ghosts. Um, in, the, in the hallucination, they come close, but never touch. Mm, respectful. Um, just looking and studying me almost like a typical grey. They are unemotional. Sometimes they are solo. Uh, other times they have been as many as five. Uh, sleeping next to my wife and dogs has definitely helped as their periodic disturbances and their presence helps prevent me from staying in a sleep paralysis state for very long. Uh, but not going to lie, there have been many times when the hallucinations felt so real it was hard convincing my mind what I was seeing wasn't there. Wow. Horrible. That is horrible. horrible. I, oh, man. Fair play. Brilliant. Fair play for like literally like carrying on after that. That's hard. Yeah. That's hard. <laughs> Sleep is like the best part. Not of existence, of but life. like a little bit. <laughs> it's like 50-50, right? Like sleep is consistently mm. fucking sleep. Life can be like up and down, ebb and flows, but sleep is like... Yeah, but you can have bad sleep. Yeah, but that's because of life, right? Like sleep itself in on in and of itself is usually pretty good. I know what you mean. Like so sleep is is almost like an escape, isn't it? Like I remember the in the very early days of the first lockdown, I remember waking like it's that initial waking up and just you've had you, say you have had a really good night's sleep. And I remember waking up after having had a really good sleep. And just having those few minutes of total bliss mm. uh, before realizing that life was pretty shitty. Do you know, like, you know, mm. you'd be like, oh, oh, right, we're in like week seven of this terrible, terrible time. But sleep was like the escape. I re- yeah, I don't know. I remember spending a lot of time in bed during the first lockdown. I, just- I, yeah, I, I don't always sleep great. Um, recently, um, I'm back into my shit sleep patterns again, but a few, probably about the week before I had COVID, I had a whole week where I slept incredibly. And I was like, oh my God, this is why people love sleep. I was having like solid sleep. I felt amazing in the morning. I felt so like cozy. Like I was, I I understood why people like sleep for the first time in my life and now I can't sleep again. But um, yeah, I guess sleep is your, it's a sacred time, isn't it? It's your... It's safety. It's a time of safety and security. You're, it's, yeah, you're, that's why like break-ins, like a nighttime mm. break-in always feels so Invasive. horrendous because it's like, I'm, I mean, you're in bed, you're at your most vulnerable. I you're suppose. not only invading my home, you're invading my sleep time, my, my time of sanctity, my, Sabbath. my, complete, yeah. my guard is completely down. Yeah. Moment. Sleepy Sabbath moment. I just yeah. I find the whole concept of sleep bizarre. Like we have to like shut our bodies down to recharge once a day. It feels really weird. That makes me feel very robotic. Yeah, I am warning you. We'll we'll make this next one the last one because it's so long. <laughs> it That's might fine. be the longest story I've ever read on the pod. Oh my gosh. Okay. Is it the same guy again? Yeah. 
But his, the, to be fair, the two he sent us so far have been pretty good, so I've got high hopes for it. Oh my goodness, Beef, are you actually okay to read this? You might want to see it in it's, the chat. It's it's pretty long. Wow, okay. Are you okay to read it? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Oh, one second, I just need to sort this out. I'm need to one, prepare one, one second. Okay, no, it's fine. Let's just Let's just read it. Let's do this. My final story is probably the one that's going to make Beef cry. Okay. Shit. The first summer I was dating my current wife, her parents liked me a lot, knew I was a hard worker and thought I was a good influence on their daughter and wanted to keep me around. So they offered to let me stay with them for the summer so that I could keep my college job um, that was putting me through school. Otherwise I would have had to move six hours away from home with my folks and my work couldn't guarantee my position when I got back. So we worked it out where I could move in with them for the summer and I rearranged my work schedule to only work the busiest days of the week, Thursday through Monday, with Tuesday and Wednesday being my set days off, which I was going to be spending helping clean out and renovate my mother-in-law's recently deceased dad's house to get it ready to sell. Mm. A majority of the work they wanted me to do was, was to go through, throw out what was not important and to sort what they should look through for final determination. Once the house was cleaned up, then we would look at what updates might need to be made. I was supposed to have help, but never got any, but didn't mind. There was only one key to the house, and if no one else was there, I could listen to whatever music or watch a movie on my laptop while I cleaned up. I actually like the the sound of this summer job. Like This is the sort of thing I would enjoy doing over summer. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of important to give you a layout of the house. It was a ranch style, if you are familiar at all, but for the front door leads to a foyer sunroom that opened up to a hallway on the right with an entrance to the kitchen past the hallway and on the left of the sunroom opened up to the dining area that was connected off of the kitchen. In between those entryways there was a wall with a set of stairs that led to the basement and winding up to the attic with another wall facing the kitchen keeping the stairs closed down the rest of the house. Down the right hallway immediately on the right was the main sitting room with one bedroom. On the far end of the right, straight ahead, was a closet. Far left was the master bedroom with its own bathroom. In the middle left-hand side of the hallway was a third bedroom and nearest to the kitchen was a bathroom. Now, the first month was pretty uneventful, though I have to admit I always had that feeling like there was someone else there. Not always like it was watching, but sometimes I did. After a month, I had cleared and cleaned the main living room, the sunroom, the bedrooms and the bathrooms, and was going to be starting on the kitchen and dining room before I worked on either their basement or the attic. Also important to note is that it was an older house with no air conditioning. So my routine when I got there was to go through and whichever room I was working in, I would move the fans strategically to help move fresh air through the house to where I was working, but leaving the doors closed to whatever room I wasn't working so that I didn't have to waste the cool air on a room I wasn't in. When I got done, I would unplug all of the fans. Old house, didn't want to take a chance with faulty wiring while I was, wasn't there. And I would do a perimeter sweep, make sure all of the windows were still closed and locked and all the lights off. And then I would close all the doors so it would be easier to ventilate next time. So I get there to start on the kitchen which my future mother-in-law had described as the heart of the house, and my day would be spent going through 12 drawers and 6 cabinets to see if there was any salvageable utensils, pans, or anything worth saving. 
what was weird was when I arrived, I knew something, I knew right away something was wrong. I unlocked the door and upon stepping in, I noticed right away it is hotter than usual and straight ahead the door to the stair is open, but not wide open or slightly open. It was open at 90 degrees to the door frame. Then I heard the sound of running fans, all of them. Mm. I had them all unplugged and in the hallway when I'd left the previous day and now they were all plugged in in the individual rooms that they normally stay outside of. To make this weirder, as I went to investigate the fans, I noticed all of the doors were opened out to 90 degrees from the door frame. Mm. That's a bit odd. I had to close them as I went down the hallway as there wasn't enough room to leave them open and navigate the hallway. I unplugged all the fans and moved them back to the hallway and verified the windows had been locked. I was a little spooked at this point, but I was trying to shrug it off, but it was right. still having... Sorry, can I just stop there? A little spooked. If I went in and everything had been rearranged like that, I didn't think I'd be this casual. No, I'd probably leave immediately. <laughs> this is already horrible. So I was a little spooked at this point, but trying to shrug it off, but still having seen too many thrillers, I went to the front door and announced myself and hollered, thinking someone may have snuck in somehow to either squat or loop. Hey, listen, if anyone is in here, I don't care. I'm not upset. I won't call the cops, but I need you out of here. And I yelled it as loud and commanding as I was able to. I listened intently for a good couple of minutes to see if that didn't cause some rustling, but nothing. It was absolutely silent. At this point, the, the silence started getting to me. So I opened the front storm door and called my girlfriend and asked her to verify I was the only one with the keys and if she knew if someone else had been there. She verified, no, it wouldn't be possible. You have the only key and her family's had plans all weekend and wouldn't have been, wouldn't even had the time to go in there. I shake it off. This guy's a hero. Mm. Tell myself it's fine. It will be a quick enough day as is and I will put on a movie and take my mind off it. So I set up my laptop and put on Jurassic Park. Great choice. You know it well enough. Amazing. It's a great film. It's going to distract you. Yeah, exactly. Alan Grant's your hero. Yeah, absolutely. And start making my way through the cabinets first and finish up with them before they feed the cow to the Velociraptor. <laughs> Good. This is the time frame thing again. This is what I was saying with the Simpsons episodes. I've, I've got time frame here. Yeah, yeah, that's helpful. I open up all the drawers and do a quick scan of them. Her mum had said that they had all the recipes they needed, would only want pictures if they were any wouldn't need a newspaper or notes or that sort of thing so i quickly take the three drawers out that had utensils in them and put those in our pile for usable and good to be given to the kids and that left nine junk drawers the first few i went slowly through to make sure none of it was useful but it was pretty quickly apparent that it was all junk so this made me eager to speed up at this point in the movie Nedry is stealing the embryos and just to check in, <laughs> it's still sweltering in this house. Easily 85 degrees Fahrenheit and I'm sweating pretty good. Just like Nedry. I take draw Yeah, exactly. Nedry's sweating to his ass crack. <laughs> I take draw number four, flip through the papers, didn't notice any pictures and I dump it. At this, I start feeling tense like something is off. I push past and go to draw number five, basically chanting that once I'm done with these drawers, I will... Go pick up my girlfriend from summer classes. We'll get lunch and she will be with me the rest of the day while I work with her and, and she gets her homework done. I grab drawer number five and do the same thing. At this point, the hairs on the back of my neck are standing up. I look around and try to shake it off, but this just pushes me to try and work faster. I grab drawer number six, flip through it and quickly dump it quicker. Big mistake. 
All of a sudden, I hear loud thudding footsteps running through the hall towards me incredibly fast. And all of a sudden, in the span of a few seconds, it took for it to run down the hall. I was hit by what felt like a cold wave. Oh, <sighs> that, you know what Tiss said about the tears in the eyes? I just got that. <laughs> I spun around terrified to nothing. No one was there, but it was still freezing. Leaving my laptop on the table, I said, fuck it, and booked it, booked it out of that house. I waited outside, staring at the front door, just waiting for something to happen, but nothing ever did. I debated making a dash in and getting my laptop, and I, I'd just buy a new one. Yeah, fuck um, it. And went back and Burn forth on it, but finally convinced myself to go get it, and I would just wait at, my, at the college campus for my girlfriend to get out of class, and I would finish the movie and calm down. I opened the door and started tentative, tentatively moving through the sunroom when the hair on the back of my neck started standing again. I ran to the table, slammed the laptop shut and scrambled out the house like a lunatic. I think I may have left a burn mark on the driveway <laughs> when I peeled away. <laughs> when she was done with class, I told her everything that happened and she was sceptical but could see the fear in my eyes. We went back and she even commented that it fell off in the house but nothing happened when we worked together and we were able to finish up. I only had one room left to clear out, and I told her and her parents I wouldn't go back without family present, and her dad wholeheartedly agreed with me, and her mum was a little sceptical, but being as how I was almost done, didn't make a fuss. It only took me three more visits to finish up what they wanted me to. I had someone there with me each time, and nothing else happened. They were able to sell the house with a bunch of upgrades, and it has been the same family living there, since and that is almost 10 years now so i think whoever it was left when their family moved in i am curious and have wanted to stop in and ask if they ever experienced anything but haven't yet i don't want to stir anything up if they are at peace oh my gosh well i'm not crying but there is poo in my pants that's horrible awful yeah that's really really horrible when when i first got there and all the fans to be rearranged, turned on, and the doors were all open, and I'm the only one with the key, that's already enough for me to yes. just turn straight around. I, I wouldn't go back for my laptop either. I, I, I can't just... I'd have to... I'd be like, okay, I'll leave the laptop. When you said about the, the footsteps and stuff, really, like, I felt like I was, something was running up my the back of my spine or something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It was, <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, he must have. He must. Yeah, he must have really had strong feelings for his girlfriend at the time because I just <laughs> like. Because when you I peeled out of there, that would be the last thing I would ever saw of you. Yeah, I, I would. Do, yeah. I would definitely not go back in the house after that. No. Yeah. No. No. Not at all. Not with family. Not my own. No. No way. No, but I would want to, like, I don't know, I'd want to take someone in to try and verify it. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? It's horrible. That's really, really horrible. Um, thanks, Austin. I really enjoyed all three of your stories. Um, and I enjoyed all the stories. Yeah, it was a really you. good batch of episodes. Mm. I think that's a good place to really call it. Really good mix of stories tonight. Really good mix. Yeah, really, really fun way to start the episode back after a bit of a break. Yeah, and totally. We have so. I thought we would get through lows tonight, but um, we've got so many left over. So we will. There's always going to be room for more listener stories. Always send them to us because they 
hopefully, eventually, one day, we'll get through all of them, get through all this backlog we have. And um, yeah, if you haven't sent them, do, because we love we love reading them. And I love reading them for the first time on the episode. I try not to read them when they get sent mm. to me, because I like experiencing them with you guys. That, that takes some serious willpower, I think. I What I do is I just copy them and save the story portion in a document, and that's what we go through when... Um, when we read them and I just delete them as we read them. But, uh, yeah, thanks everyone. Keep them coming. If you've got your own stories, you can send them to wtatupod at gmail.com or you can go to weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com and there's ways to contact on that website. Also on that website, you can find links to buy merchandise or support us monetarily or find... Well, I'm the only one on social media now, and I, I kind of wish I wasn't, but I'm I'm holding it. I'm holding the fort on Twitter, uh, so we have a presence there. Uh, you can find me there at Bob Shoy, um, and I'm always happy to interact with listeners on there. It's good fun. Yeah, you need to get out before he... Yeah, I know. I was like, let me off this fucking hellhole, but then it's good for promoting the show. So we'll see. If, it all, if all the people unfollow me, because they've all left, I'll, I'll follow suit. Um... As it is, yeah, you can do all that. You can also go to my website. That's bobshoy.com, B-O-B-S-H-O-Y.com. You can see other stuff I work on. Weird Tales is the only show I work on at the moment, but when I break up for um, my university studies for the summer, I'm thinking of working on a little something over the summer months, um, just in its preliminary stages now. But we'll see. Um, I'm sort of discussing that with my collaborator at the moment. So, yeah, I'll announce that when it comes, if it does. Question of the week. I did put a message out. I... We said we'd do, to start doing question of the week at the end of the episodes from listeners. If you just want to ask us anything, however pointless, stupid, whatever, quick fire questions for the end of episodes. But I've lost my notes for the questions that people have sent us, um, oh, which no. is very unlike me. It's the one time I didn't put it in my podcast notebook and it's the one time I lost it. So let that be a lesson. So please, um, if you have any questions for us, quick fire ones, you've sent them before or not, send them our way. Cause from next episode, I'm going to start, uh, doing that again. That's a good fun way to wrap up the show. Um, charity. I said it on the last episode of Rick, but we, for the time being are giving all our charity stuff to, um, Ukraine appeals and things like that. That's where that stuff's going at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so including we, we recently gave some, um, to, uh, beef's charity, refugee Compa- compassion. Uh, we've talked about them before, but they're a great cause that Beef's involved with, and uh, we've sent some money to them recently, mm-hmm. as well as to other, some some other Ukraine appeals. So that's where that stuff's going. Oh, that's all the outro stuff. I felt like a lot to get through, but I think we're done. Hooray! Very exciting. It's really good to be back. I've missed. I've missed this. I've missed. Yeah. Chatting through weird stories. Yeah. And it's really, really good story. I think like. It was refreshing tonight. Not that I mean, don't get me wrong. I like a good ghost story, and that one at the end was horrible. It's a perfect way to cap it up. Complete. I felt like all the stories in the order they came in tonight was completely unscripted, but just fell perfectly. It's like everything's on yeah. our side tonight, and very different to you know other episodes, maybe. Yeah, sparked a lot of discussion. Yeah, it was good. Really good. Um, yeah. And so next time, Tiss is hosting. You got a good topic for us, Tiss. Yes, I was actually just flicking through my book. I've got my book. Uh, nice to hand it was on the table all along um uh fuck where's the page uh, somewhere um yeah but you've got something good i've got some good stuff uh, uh yeah i i actually planned the episode out obviously yeah to completion but i just yeah I, i've got quite a lot of notes which will help me plan it so yeah 
I think Sweet. we're going to record pretty soon on this one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so we're going to do a full run of series from now. Um, after that, Beef's going to get an episode ready, then I'm going to get one ready, and then we'll cap it off. I've, me and Rick are sorting something out for uh, revisited for the end of the series as well. So we'll have a full run of episodes through the next two months. It's good to be back. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. As always, thanks for listening. Yeah. Until next time. Thanks for coming. Yeah. And uh, we love you. And until next time, we've got uh, a good like pun or anything. We bring we brought, we said we'd bring the puns back this year. Yeah, did we? Until next time. Bleh. All right. Um, Try not to leave burn marks as you peel out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Till next time. Skid mark you later. (laughs) That's not not anything. No. All right, Beef. Well, enjoy your spooky walk through the uh, creepy car park. And um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. And um, I'll I'll see see you guys soon. And yeah. Lots of love. And now to play us out, to keep up the spooky atmosphere, we have the match of the day theme. Love you lots. Bye-bye. It could be the least spooky tune of all time. There we go. Let's wrap it. Bob, I can't see you. Oh, really? Yeah. I can. Yeah, we can see you. Not showing oh. off, just I can. Quite sure. Have you seen me at all for the whole time? No. Well, you know what I look like. You you, you didn't think to. Can you see beef? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see beef. Is where Tiss doesn't know that I got like a face tattoo since last time or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why I didn't mention it. <laughs> This is private property. You need to leave. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.